there's a one of my favorite lines in all of this show is um i can't even remember i think it actually might be the uh genetic compatibility episode but i can't remember for sure but um veronica says to ted she's like uh blah 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 are you happy now mr cynical and ted replies with technically mr cynical can't be happy it's his power and his curse to episode 66 of the laser comb podcast your favorite podcast where two dudes from the 90s scroll through their classic television with a fine tooth lazor i am one of your hosts neo cal and i am joined by the prestigious christopher siege make it rain make it rain for all the money i make off of uh patreon subscribers Right. Like those loonies and, and toonies. <laughs> it's like those uh, loonies and toonies, eh? Lo- take, uh, loonies and berries. Loonies and toonies. Take 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 off your G-string, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Because I'm not wearing one. Pow <laughs> chicka pow wow. Uh, <laughs> today on the, that's right, laser comb 66. Um, we're almost achieving nice status uh, with almost. the Lasercomb podcast. We're going to have to do, I didn't even think about this before, but we're going to have to do a very sexy show for episode 69. I don't know Something what it is like, yet. Um, what's that one with David Duchovny? Red Shoe Diary. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's let's do an episode of Red Shoe Diary. <laughs> you, you immediately knew what I was talking about. Uh, hopefully it's uh, one of the episodes that had Arnold Vosloo in it, because that guy was... That guy's awesome. He was uh he played uh, Imhotep in uh, the 1999 Mummy movie. Yeah, he was in a few episodes of the Red Shoe Diaries. It was like, oh, that name sounds so familiar, and he was he was the Mummy. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That right. guy's rad. <laughs> yeah, he was in the uh, the live action GI Joe movie too as uh, uh, Zartan, I think. Went dark. Zartan. Yeah. G.I. Joe character, member of Cobra. 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 Cobra just wants to make the world a better place. By attacking the Statue of Liberty and their planes getting shot down by G.I. Joe, who is there. And we we, we see them, always see them parachuting out of their destroyed uh, jets. Because Because G.I. Joe doesn't kill. No, no, no. They're they're like Batman, yeah, and super. And isn't it convenient that there are so many safety systems in place in Cobra vehicles? Right, their safety standards must be through the through the roof, actually. And indeed, why would you take that job knowing how dangerous it is? Well, and uh, uh, I'm willing to bet money that they're uh, w- with all the, uh, the the safety mechanisms on the, in their technology that uh, they weren't developed by Viridian Dynamics. <laughs> uh, that was, that is that a good, good point. segue. That, that's the best segue we've probably <laughs> ever done on the show. Um, because 
We are reviewing a random episode of Better Off Ted. Today, uh, one of Siege's uh, episode five of, favorite shows uh, of Better Off Ted, Win Some, Dose Some, which originally aired on uh, April 15th of 2009. So, um, yeah, as Cal just said, this is one of my favorite shows of all time. And how I discovered this show was back when Netflix first launched in Canada, which I think was in late 2010, launched as a streaming only service. We never had the like DVD in the mail system here in Canada. There wasn't a lot on it. And in fact, for a couple of years there, like it was pretty common to hear people shit talk Canadians shit talk Netflix and about like it being like a waste of money and whatnot. And for like fucking $7.99 a month. I'm like, quite literally, if you watch like two movies, it's already paid for itself. Right. So I, I, I never understood that ire that people had, but there wasn't- Especially given how expensive renting movies used to be. Yeah, we're just, uh, and as a Canadian, like I'm, I, I've been saying this for years, like we're behind the times on a, we're usually a few years behind on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There, there's a joke in uh, How I Met Your Mother uh, from uh, made by Robin, who the character is supposed to be Canadian. She, and in one episode, she says the 80s didn't come to Canada until 1993. <laughs> it's kind of on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, when, uh, Netflix, when Netflix first launched in Canada, there wasn't nearly as much content on it as there because of licensing issues as there was in uh on the united states version of the service and a lot of that has to do with uh the crtc which is a thing i can rant about literally for hours and i'm not going to because that's not going to mean anything to anyone but uh that's not going to mean anything to anyone outside of canada Uh, But yeah, so there wasn't a ton of things on Netflix. And so two of the things that I ended up gravitating toward was Mad Men, because at the time, like, I think the first three, two or three seasons of Mad Men were on there. And I'm like, oh, this show's great. And the other one was Better Off Ted. Now, Better Off Ted is a workplace uh, sitcom that uh, aired for two seasons originally on ABC from uh, 2009 to 2010. Uh, I watched the show on a whim on Netflix and in like late 2010 or early 2011, somewhere around there, and uh, immediately fell in love with this show. I've watched through this series numerous on numerous occasions like multiple times like probably like 10 times okay now. okay i find oh wow i find this show astoundingly funny <laughs> and, and i think that's why the netflix thing is part of why it kind of just went under my radar is i was like oh right that's that like show with like the boring thumbnails that like was one of the first shows on netflix right because you just see people in like a suit and I'm like, well, well, and he, here's the thing. And the thing I with didn't the even show, realize the premise of it. The thing with the show is like the like the the cover art is just uh, uh, the titular character, Ted, played by Jay, Jay Harrington, who is great. But he's a very like generic looking dude in a suit 
mm-hmm. with a title called Better Off Ted, which is a very generic title and it tells is. you it absolutely is. nothing about the show at all. Yeah. And it's I think, just like, okay, white dude in the suit, the title's named after him. Like, why do I want to check this out? Like, I hear a title, uh, Better Off Ted, and I think of something like Full House. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. It's probably about, like, oh, I mean, Ted is a single dad in the show, but I, it <laughs> it's probably about, like, oh, a single dad and the antics, like, him and his, like, four kids get up to, and, like, Uncle Jesse is living in the attic. <laughs> Uh, and it does. That's a good point. It does indeed kind of seem like a slice of life title where like, you know, single dad's trying his best and maybe there's semantics or whatever. And it's like, eh, slice of life comedy. That's that's a good way to describe what uh, a title like better off Ted. implies. Yeah. that is very much not what this show is. As I, I had discovered. Yes, the, the title does the show a disservice. And it I've does. been saying this for years. Um, I think the show probably would have had a much higher viewership. Eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Would have had a higher viewership if it had a different title. But also, um, and the reason why it occurred to me to review this show was on the last episode of the Lasercomb podcast, Cal had mentioned um, uh, like a show uh, being too clever for its own good. And what were we, what did I say that in response to? I, I think it was the Clerks cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely, in, indeed, I think this show is just too clever to be a like network, like like an ABC like primetime network comedy. I well, I, indeed, you compare this comparatively. What we're looking at here, in terms of what something is trying to achieve, and I don't mean this to insult of one over the other, but this is like a better and more clever uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, totally. That before anyone comes at me or gets or hates that show and is a fan of Better Off Ted or whatever. Like me. They both have clever. Me too, I'd argue. But they both have clever. uh, Big Big Bang Theory does have positives to it. And even like. Oh, yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of it. So have I. Like even yeah. other like Chuck Lorre like sitcoms like Two and a Half Men. Like even that show has like I've watched a lot of that. Yeah. Like they're easy. But it's to not shit- something I'll go back to watch. They're easy to <laughs> shit talk because there is a lot of things to shit talk, but they are also like mildly amusing and entertaining when you're just randomly watching them. And it needs it, it, there's a difference, and that's what I mean by um, too clever for its own good. There's popcorn like humor where you can miss half of uh, and by design, you can walk in on the second half of Big Bang Theory Yep, and watch the rest and go. Yeah, Leonard's a nerd. Um, Whereas something like this. (laughs) Sheldon has autism. (laughs) (laughs) Sheldon's asexual and has autism. (laughs) Isn't that funny? (laughs) They're playing (laughs) Xbox. (laughs) They read comic books. Fucking comic books. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second. Or there's there's two people that watch that. There's that guy that we just made up. And then there's the um, I myself am something of a nerd, and not to gatekeep nerd pastimes, but like if you're think you're a nerd because you like Big Bang Theory, 
then you're actually not a nerd. No. Well, and that was one of my big issues with that show was like, it was very much like a boomer idea of like what a geek is. Kind of, yeah. Someone like someone who is not, who has never been a part of that culture whatsoever. It's their outsider like take on it. And I'm like, no, this, this actually offends me as like someone who's kind of a nerd and has like, uh, and has like many like geeky friends, like. Right. And it's like the idea of these people like, you know, PhD master's degree, like people like struggling to do day in day things. It's like, okay, are we making fun of neurodivergence now or are we making fun of their geekism? Yeah. And the show is on the premise of making fun of their geekdom. But also, but also it makes fun of the it openly heavenly mocks the characters. Yeah. For whether their, it's uh, like, the blonde Bimbo or the yeah, right, and the normal character. Whereas in this, I feel like there's a revelry in it. The the Leonard and Sheldon of this, which we will get into Lemon later, Phil. are <laughs> well enough about comparing them. But this is the too clever for its own good version of Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is the popcorn, like, haha, this is for the everyman to like pop in and go, ah, I too am an enjoyer of Rick and Morty. <laughs> I I'm I'm smart. That's why I watch Rick and Morty. I I'm smart and I have a dark sense of humor. Look out, ladies. If you Pickle don't Rick like is here. <laughs> if you don't like Rick and Morty, it's because you're not intelligent enough to understand it. I've actually had someone tell me that. Probably not saying that anymore after the creator just got fucking well co-creator co-creator sorry i actually i really wanted to like rick and morty because one of the co-creators was dan Harmon, who created community which i fucking love i love community fuck we should review community on the next there episode we go. of this show. the next one yeah there we go folks i fucking that show we both really like um community and yeah Dan Harmon the episode the seasons without Dan Harmon let me just say you can tell when when they is missing when they fired him after season three there was a uh who dip in quality there it's it's, um it's you can almost like feel it and see it in the eyes of the actors too yeah that that episode I think it was a late season two episode the uh episode where um fuck what are they playing? Look at it. Can't quite remember what it. They're playing some like game, and like uh, 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 the main character uh, is about to like throw a dice and or, or a die, and uh, it's not D and D or is it or? Uh... Anyways, yeah, that's the uh, the the multiple timelines episode. The timeline that episode. is one of the Great. greatest. That is one of the greatest uh, twenty-two minutes of television ever produced, in my opinion. So good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you realize by uh, 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 Abed is like you realize by asking me to roll this dice that there is now going to be six simultaneous uh, six different timelines. timelines. One where I and, and each uh, timeline could have drastically different effects. And uh, Jeff is continuum. like, of course, there is Abed, whatever, <laughs> and like throws the die. <laughs> 
And then indeed and then we, we get, get to six, see six each one. different timeline, the way the episode, like I said, one of the greatest 22 Fuck minutes of television so well. yeah. ever, ever produced, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, and I have not, something I, I have not seen before um, is any, I'm not sure if I even mentioned this, this episode yet, any better off Ted. I didn't even know what the premise was. Yeah. So when I had started watching this, I was like, Oh, wait, this is fucking cool. Yeah. They're in like um a def- uh like a, a privatized sector of like uh a, a big a, like multinational like pharmaceutical company. Not even pharmaceutical, but like they Viridian Dynamic Dynamics, which is the the company that uh uh the characters in this show work for. Uh they kind of do everything. Arms dealing, pharmaceutical, uh yeah, they've got their it's a mega core kind of yeah development building that let, let's say so um, let me let me ask you uh before we get into like oh, okay. what happens in the episode do you see why i like this show so much yeah in like um two minutes i saw why you like this so much <laughs> like like immediately i was like okay okay <laughs> like i like this and um again not to shit talk or compare like one to the other because their audiences are different, right? Um, I don't need a laugh track in the background telling me when one of the uh, uh, someone with autism or uh, social anxiety says something stupid, right? Yeah, right? I, I, and, I and indeed it revels in its cleverness instead. So I don't feel like I'm laughing at the characters, like. With, laughing with them or experiencing their turmoil and there's a difference in that Rewatching this episode uh yesterday for like the <laughs> like 50th time or so like i found it really clever how like the b plot of the episode which is like two it's basically like two uh two like subplots that converge with one another the wrapping paper subplot and the like uh whole thing with um uh the like rations that kill people and ted having to meet with the general those are like the, the they, c pl- right that no that's those, the whole b plot yeah those are two separate subplots that actually converge with one another and i find that really clever i'm actually really shocked usually there's two different things coming along and like whatever right like it it doesn't touch they don't touch on each other but for them to make like a cohesive story um that well written which we'll get into um but for it to be episodic to an extent too yep um that's not really easy to to do uh and i'm actually like i was actually really surprised and sometimes there's a good episode but like the b plot or the c plot you're kind of like eh, whatever but like it ties in so well that when you started talking about like the B plot, I was like, what is he talking about? Oh, right. The fucking wrapping paper thing that it, it feels like. Yeah. Like I don't the, know what to say. I, the, I'm, I'm the, the, like the wrapping paper and the, uh, the whole thing with the general, those are like two separate subplots, but they end up like converging with one another and like really bec- wow. becoming one subplot by the end. And in a humorous and in a very like, amusing way, like it's, uh, I can't, I can't gush about this show enough. Like this show is, you know what that like clever, really well written. 
you know that that clever looping of like the b plot and like the subplots into it reminds me of is um the good place yeah i i watched the first season of the good place i need to go back to it i that's another show that i this reminds me of that which makes me want to watch this i um oh, i read a an art uh, a review recently of the series finale of ted lasso and the chick who wrote the review was just shit talking ted lasso so much and she called it like which like i was in tears like happy crying sad crying like angry right. crying during the entire series finale of ted Lasso. that is a show that will make you feel everything oh shit um ted lasso is great it's one of the best shows of all time in my opinion but like this reviewer was just absolutely shit talking the series finale and talking about how it was such a garbage show and how it, it was like just easily digestible like throwaway entertainment like the big bang theory or the good place and everyone in the co in the comment section was like wait why are you bashing the good place like don't compare it to the big bang theory yeah I, now here's <laughs> the thing you can say something successful because they are successful for two different reasons and again you don't have to like big bang theory to acknowledge it's many seasons and it's fucking spin-off young oh, sheldon yeah right uh which my partner didn't know existed she thought i was like making i for something i forgot that existed until you just brought it up go on netflix and look at how many seasons there are of young sheldon <laughs> how many it's more than one jesus I know the okay, Big Bang folks. Theory lasted for like 11 or 12 seasons like, or something like that. Immensely successful. It got to the point where just the actors wanted to do other things. Yeah. Like it could, it could, could have still been going. Right. The, the actors are just like, for fuck's sake, we're tired of this job. Like, <laughs> right. Like we're, yeah, we're ready um, to move on. Yeah. And, um, and again, like what, Something that's are there eleven seasons of um, Better Off Ted? No, there no. are two. It was canceled due to low ratings. But this episode's kind of better than any episode I've ever watched of Big Bang Theory. Yeah. So 100%. what is successful is not the same thing as what is good. If you if you've watched anything in Lasercomb Productions, uh, Too Much Energon, uh, Alpha Numeric. <laughs> um laser comb podcast uh like whatever we've ranted about man those are not the same thing and we try to acknowledge the reasons like for both and this show is too clever for its own good and i didn't even have to google it i'm like you know what this is this feels like firefly this feels really fucking good and people have different opinions of firefly or whatever but me yeah, I, 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 I'm I in the minority, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of Firefly. But I can see what and how it was like aired was a nightmare. But I can yeah. see why it wouldn't last that long. This, right? I can see why it wouldn't last that long. Because like, like Family Guy, like a billion like seasons, right? You can skip any one season. You can watch any episode, whatever. Right? And right. then you have what we were talking about. In previous episodes clerks right like actually yeah. clever like actually written by people that like really care about the project hilarious inside jokes about the korean animation team it 
it's so fucking clever that there's going to be a few people that really like it and the most major- people that can't. The majority of people, the humor is just going to fly over their head. And this is that's uh, not a um, I watch this show because um, how pedestrian of you to um, uh, like uh, this. I watch um, Invader Zim. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. It's not that I watch like Better Off Ted because uh, it's clever. It's just that it's it's not popcorn TV. No, not at all. No, and indeed, like I, I stumbled across this show like quite, uh, quite randomly, and uh, just I was on its wavelength like immediately. So was I. And this is episode five. Five, yeah. In like thirty seconds, like a minute, like in or whatever. I was like, got it. I know who everyone is. I know the fucking plot is. Let's (laughs) let's go. Right, and uh, it's it's hard to do that. And when it's done well, it's something I really, really like. But the things I really, really like tend not to last Yeah, that long. This but, isn't uh, even the best episode of the show, either, in my opinion. Like, it's a good one. Like, I think on the last uh, episode of uh, the Laser Cone podcast, I think we rolled three times. And then I we finally just settled on this You're like, one. okay, okay, I'm, this one. I'm like, this is a good one. This is one of the good ones. They're all good. Like, Yeah, yeah. But uh, this isn't even the best episode of the show either. And it's still like really fucking good. Yeah. So um, the let's 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 start running through the. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Let's the episode while we introduce the characters. So um, Lem and Phil, uh, two very lovable and awkward scientists who work down in the uh, R&D department of Viridian Dynamics. Great actors. Great, yeah, yeah. I, I I love these two. I anytime I see them pop up in things randomly, like um the guy who plays Lem, uh Malcolm Barrett is his name. Uh he has a recurring role in The Boys. So when I first saw him, I was right. like, Hey, it's Lem. Sweet. The guy yeah. still works. Great. Hell he yeah. deserves it. <laughs> um and so, uh so they're playing a, a a needle game where they use syringes and throw them up at the ceiling, much like in an office, like a like a hotel or a boring office job or whatever. You have people competing with the the pencils, yeah. sharpened like pencils. So right away, that's fucking hilarious to me because it's so opposite of what you should be doing in a lab. Like again, it's it's like the pencil joke. Yep. Yeah. Right, but they're casually doing it with sterilized syringes. And like they're scientists, like they really should be actually like doing like doing a science instead of just throwing <laughs> instead of just throwing syringes so at they're the having ceiling. Some downtime as they're waiting for whatever, yeah. and it's just hilarious to me that they're like wasting like sterile like syringes like doing this. It's not like pencils where you just write with the pencil. So right away, I'm like, okay, I like this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but. But I like this. So, and uh, the argument is like it has to stay embedded in um, the ceiling for like 60 seconds or whatever without yeah. falling. Yeah. And uh, they get caught immediately by uh, their <laughs> boss, the uh, titular character, uh, Ted Crisp. Uh-huh. And they, there's this back and forth between them. Again, I've only seen this, but I understand the dynamic. The back and forth between them is... Ted knows that they're fucking around, yep. but he, he ribs them lightly. Yeah. Right. He, he gives them a certain Lee way 
like right so it's a rut lightly ribbing pretends he doesn't see the what the fuck they're up to and kind of gives him a hard time and then you know like goes about his way and they established that relationship so succinctly that i was like okay yeah i got it he's not a tyrant now ted is supposed to be the protagonist of this show this is very much a like um um it's the word i'm looking for ensemble it's an uh-huh. ensemble show that's that's ensemble, the word I was, yeah ensemble cast yeah that that's the word i was looking for but ted is the titular character and we get like we actually get like a glimpse into his home life unlike the rest of the characters so which i like because he's so unlikable until i get that glimpse see I find Ted and the actor who plays him, uh, Jay, Jay Harrington, who's great. Everyone's great in this show, but um, he's a very like lovable and likable uh, protagonist. In oh, no, opinion. I don't dislike it. But what I mean is just um, in the like nothing interesting, nothing like new kind of thing. Right. But then little parts come came, came out throughout this episode where I was like, OK, even I, his even his daughter is great. Like, I usually hate kid characters in shows, but, like, even she's great in this show. You know what it is? Um, it's all about morsel size, I want to say, to use that analogy. Um, there's not too much fucking kid yeah. in the episode. Well, lim- that sentence sounds... There's, n- there's <laughs> not... There's not too much screen time on the kid where I'm like, Oh, I don't care about this. Like kids like blah, blah, blah at school, but there's just enough where it's it's funny. And you're like, (laughs) Oh no. And how they like talk, get to it later. But when he has that conversation and it's like the the Mickey mouse bit. (laughs) Yeah. And how she just goes like straight faced and is like, and just turns her head slowly. <laughs> like, that's great. That's great yeah. acting from a child. <laughs> I, I was surprised. Yeah. So that, her being so complimentary to the humor. Um, yeah. And him, uh, Ted, balancing all of that. Right. Also, kudos for him not being despicable in the first season and then becoming good. Kudos for showing, actually, he can show empathy and... Yeah. I'm getting oh, ahead of myself, but yeah, yeah. Even from like the first episode, like it establishes Ted as like not a, really, a sociopath, <laughs> as like a really likable guy. Yeah. Um, the 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 sociopath in this show is Veronica, played by uh, Portia oh, de Rossi. Man. She's almost too much for me, but I there's She's, some humanizing yeah. characteristics to her that. Uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, you were saying. I was gonna this say character. Yeah. She 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 is straight up a sociopath, very self-involved, very narcissistic. Um, but she's also likable in her own way. And I and it's one hundred percent down to the performance from Portia de Rossi, uh, who yeah. most people know from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, yes, yeah, hard, almost hard to believe it's the same actress. Yeah, very, very different characters. Very different characters. So Ted interrupts uh, Lem and Phil while they're playing this game and catches them immediately. And uh, he he's come down to sell them wrapping paper because his daughter, Rose, is uh, there. There's a competition at her school to sell like enough rolls of wrapping paper and whoever sells the most like wins a trip to Disneyland. And so Ted is like, 
using uh, the leverage of catching them fucking around. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I'll te- I'll put you down for uh for uh, four, ten rolls. Uh, te- oh, ten rolls each. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tell you what, um, you know, since I see that you're busy and lunch is about to start, I'll yeah, and just the way he does that, and they're just like, oh, uh, it's the way it's bullying. <laughs> And the the way Ted puts explains the competition too. He's like, uh, so the the whichever kid at the school sells the most wrapping paper uh, gets a trip to Disneyland, and uh, whoever uh, comes in second uh, gets to cry as their reward because Rose is going to Disneyland. <laughs> because Rose is going to Disneyland, and so he is extremely ambitious. Yeah, right. Like he's he's a he's a winner. I. That's what I mean by clever, too clever for its like own good. Like, there's no laugh track. There's no pause in the laugh track and having all the just characters smile and yeah. like look at each other or like do this, right? Like, if you turn away or you check your phone for like a little bit, you don't see like how well written like sentence to sentence conversation is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Lemon Phil like agree to uh, to buy ten rolls of wrapping paper, and Ted like walks away, and then uh, we get introduced to um, uh, Linda, played by Andrea Anders. And let me tell you, I have had the maddest crush on Andrea Anders since the first time I saw this show. You don't say. Uh huh. Like I. She's beautiful, and I think she's like charming as all hell. She's also I mentioned Ted Lasso earlier. She has a minor role in Ted Lasso. Yeah. So anyway, Linda shows up and uh, is talking to Lemon Phil about how she needs like a needs like a project from them, like paperwork or something like that from them. And one of the needles from the ceiling falls down and falls into sticks into her shoulder, and she. Her reaction is she just kind of side eyes it and she's like, I really hate coming down here. <laughs> like doesn't freak out, doesn't like yell or like whatever, just like just in a very defeated way is like, I hate coming down here. <laughs> and so Lem so Lem pulls the needle out and he's like, Let me get you a band-aid. And so he grabs a band-aid, puts it on her shoulder, and he's I like, I like that super awkward when she like pulls I, her shirt to the side and he's like He's like, there's your shoulder. Human, human female. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, there's and your there's your lady shoulder. And the, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sticks the um the band-aid onto her shoulder. And she's like, look, guys, just get the uh the get the whatever like on my desk by the end of the day, and I'm gonna pretend that I didn't hear the word lady shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Oh. and uh off she goes and um uh uh the other guy not lem uh bill Bill, um is like what did did you just grab that adhesive from from over here yeah he's these like aren't band-aids these aren't band-aids he's like we were we ran out of band-aids that time when you were wondering what i would look like with a mustache <laughs> <laughs> which is just a line of dialogue and it's it puts an image in your head that is hysterical <laughs> right but also like i have questions and that the show just moves on with yeah. that, right 
Uh, this, so what this, these actually are. This this is one of the rare shows where like the jokes come a mile a minute. And usually in most comedy where like the jokes come a mile a minute, it's usually one great one followed by like a bunch of duds. And then you get like a good one and then a bunch of duds. And then you get like another great one and a bunch of duds. This show, it, it's just like a rapid fire series of really funny bits of dialogue. Yeah. That uh, or instead of dialogue for a show, the entirety of Family Guy. Where yeah. every once in a while, yes, I will admit that there are very funny episodes or very funny jokes. Yeah, I'll take uh, six thousand chicken vaginas. And I'll a, take uh, six thousand chicken vaginas and a sausage McBiscuit, please. <laughs> sausage McBiscuit. <laughs> and here's the thing: there's nothing funny about that. It's funny the way it's said. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but this this is the opposite humor. We're not laughing at anybody. We're laughing at what they say, which that's the point I was trying to distinguish between Better Off Ted and Big Bang Theory. I'm yeah. laughing at what they're saying. I'm not laughing because the characters are dumb. Yeah. Uh, so we find so, out that that was not an ordinary bandage. That, that wasn't actually a band-aid. That was a experimental energy patch that they had developed. So they just they quickly realized that they just drugged Linda. Yes, and they, they leave it vague as to what that tends to mean, but like given it, the it doesn't even matter in, really. It doesn't even matter it in. But basically, like kind of how I pictured it, it's like if soldiers are behind enemy lines and they need to stay awake for 30, 72 hours, this is the kind of thing that they might they might have. This is an energon injection. <laughs> Or, or um that uh that drug in uh what's that called soldier with van damme and uh oh universal soldier universal yeah. soldier yeah yeah um <laughs> so we cut to a uh board meeting that's going on and uh they're talking about this project that they have to uh, uh airdrop like uh supply food and supplies to refugees and mm -hmm. they're like, wow, this is actually the first thing that Viridian Dynamics has developed that doesn't kill people. Oh, wait, except there's one problem. It kills people. It kills people. <laughs> and so they need to come up with like a, a, a way to cut costs, cut costs and then remarket it and remarket it. Um, and so uh, Ted is like, but enough about that. And Lem and Phil are immediately like, is this about the wrapping paper thing? And Ted's like, no, no, this is about a little girl's dream. <laughs> Goes full like marketing mode about it, which I love. And uh, at Linda the board meeting, yeah, at the, at the board meeting. And Linda is uh, in the funniest bit in this episode, in my opinion. Linda is like, of course we can do it. This is the greatest science team ever assembled. And she gets up because she's now like hyped up from the energy patch. And she's like, let's do it. And turns around and runs away. And everyone kind of looks and is like, where is she going? And Phil is like, to do it? Do it? <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to sell it because we're just like two dudes recounting it. But like the delivery in. How she picks herself up and she like literally like sprints out of like the room. Um like she's super hyped up and like really like, happy she, and really enthusiastic. What is she doing? <laughs> like, where is she going? Yeah. 
and then it's the Phil, delivery of the lines. And then Phil, who who is uh, fucking great, he's played by um, uh, Jonathan Slavin. Give, give him a shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great, and his delivery is just like as he shrugs, he's and raises his hands. He's like to do it. <laughs> uh, do they end up admitting what they did to anyone else, or? Uh, eventually, yes. Eventually. Oh no, no, right, right, yeah. When it comes out, right. So, um, from there, uh, Veronica, as I mentioned, as played by Portia de Rossi, uh, tells uh, Ted that he's going to have to meet with this general to like sell him on uh, buying these things at a higher cost, basically, and she's like well he he and ted's like well why me and he's like well and she's like well uh the the general really likes you you know you're you're a shrewd business man and blah 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 basically and she's like you're you're the total package ted oh and he likes your package too so the general's gay and has a thing for ted yeah and um yeah so the she's making these jokes she's alluding to it he's pretending he doesn't understand yeah but then she yeah. just, oh yeah, and he likes your package too. See, and a show that isn't this clever, this could easily have just turned into gay panic humor. Mm-hmm. But the show actually handles it in a really funny way. I, I actually really like it, and uh, it's in a way that's not exploitative. Yeah, e- or offensive. Either too. Yeah, he's just a dude. Yeah, and it it establishes the character that she would easily go and do it but he can work his wiles better yeah he can work his masculine wiles on the general (laughs) i've never heard that but i like (laughs) i like that he can work his wiles better uh but he's like okay what if and again he's not trade he knows how she works yeah okay no they they have a diet she's competitive in the show right and he's like tell you what Let's make a deal. If you can sell more wrapping paper than I can. So Rose can go to Disneyland. So Rose can go to Disneyland. And this is helping a kid, right? Yeah. And I like that they're not competitive in the aspect that she also has a kid and she's competing against him. No, no, no. That doesn't have time for kids. Um, There's actually an episode of the show where that comes up. I kind of figured. Yeah. (laughs) Where she... she, um, uh tries to co the company basically like figures out like which employees are most uh genetically compatible and encourages them to date and veronica does veronica doesn't want to do that because she's not interested in that but the company did tell her that lem sperm is the most like genetically compatible with her like reproductive system so she tries to coerce him into freezing his sperm because she's like oh i don't want one of these monsters right now but you know, I might someday. And if I do, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a funny episode. It is. Yeah. Uh, But so the, the long story, the, the main bit of these two in this episode is um, competitively uh, aggressively selling wrapping paper. Yeah. Right. Like gift paper um, to employees, business partners. Yeah. So immediately, we're not even like a chunk of the way through the episode, but I'm like, you know what? I like the show. Yeah. Like spoilers for my rating at the end, but it's like, it, I, 
I can see people going, oh, no, I haven't watched it or, oh, it's not really like for me or whatever like that. But like, I don't understand how anybody could dislike this. So to to just blow through the episode, because uh, uh, folks, both me and Cal have things to do today uh, to just and we could probably just like, go over all the jokes. It, and this is suffering from success. We could go over like all of the jokes and like how well written it is. But it's kind of like how we do core when we talk. Oh, and then they fought, and it was like really cool. And then Optimus was like, and like did this with his axe, and then like a karate, and all. And then he kicked him, and he grabbed him with his by his leg. Um, then we'd just be recounting the episode. But it's right. So the, the but the eight the plot we can talk about the plots. Yeah, yeah. So to to kind of blow through it, um, uh, the rap uh, the whole wrapping paper thing. We find out that uh, uh, another girl in Rose's classroom is, is selling somehow more. Com- selling more. And Ted's like, and Ted, because Ted, both Ted and Veronica are fiercely competitive people. He's surprised. Uh, he he's surprised, and uh, he's looking at the the results on a computer. And Rose is like, "Oh, you can click on the person's name to see them." And he's like, "Oh, well, let's uh, see uh, who's not going to Disneyland or whatever." And yeah. he clicks clicks on her picture, and it's a girl in a wheelchair. And he's like, "Oh," and so Rose immediately is like, "Everyone at school hates me." Be- because Veronica gets like fiercely like competitive about this and actually starts like selling more and more wrapping paper. And Rose is like, everyone at school hates me because uh, I'm beating the disabled kid. And so Ted decides. And then Ted, I like Ted's response. He's like, actually you would be um, not bigoted. What's the word? You would be basically treating her as an equal. You would be treating as her as an equal. Because, because you're not letting her win. Because that's something that Veronica tells him. And, or no, well, anyway, Veronica tells him that. And, uh, so, yeah, so he tells Rose that uh, you would be treating her as an equal. And she's like, can we just, Dad, can we just please not win? And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes and talks to Veronica. Because this is what it. his daughter wants. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes and talks to Veronica about it. And Veronica is like, well, treat her... Uh, Treat her as an equal. All people should be treated equally. And Ted is like, that's what you tell kids, but that's not what you actually do in real life. <laughs> that's the joke. That that was that was it for me. Well, yeah, that's what you tell kids, but that's not what you do in real life. And I was like, okay. So throughout the episode, Linda is running around causing mayhem around the office, insulting Having people mood randomly. Swings too. Like well, it's that's... not just the mood swings come after they take the patch off of her. Right, because she she drops. Yeah, yeah. So she goes to uh, 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 Ted and Veronica and it says to Veronica, she's like, wow, you are. And she basically she's kind of acting drunk. Oh, very complimentary, almost like a manic like thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's, she's like, oh, like you're so good looking and you're like so tall. And I don't know how you juggle your calves. Your, your calves are amazing and. Uh, Ted is like, hey, like, chill out, basically. And Linda's like, well, oh, well, maybe you'd like me more if I was more like Veronica. And she pulls her hair back. She's like, look at me. I'm Veronica. I have my hair tied back. I go to the washroom and don't wash my hands. That's right. I saw you. That's right. I saw you. (laughs) Again, and then immediately I was like, that's what Christopher means by like, boom, 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 boom. Like every like line of dialogue. (laughs) It's like. And it's character development. Yeah. 
right? Um, like the mustache. Remember when we wasted all of the adhesive bandages when we were trying to see what you would look like with a with a mustache? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's little things like that, and it's just like that's right. I saw you, right? Um, that establishes character, and I I really enjoy that. So they tell her to chill out, basically, and uh, Lem and Phil fess up about the whole energy patch thing. Yeah, and um, especially because if it's going to threaten her, Linda's, Linda's Ted, career. Yeah, Ted tells uh, Linda he's like, "Hey, we're we're going to get cut you a lot of slack, but you need to shut up and uh, not say something that will potentially endanger your job." Yeah. So like Ted is a nice guy, but like here he's actually being a boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like not in like a mean way or anything. Like he's just like yeah. asserting the fact that like, hey, you need to chill out, lady. And that's when Lem and Phil are like, okay, we we got some things to say. Because they they, they are gen they seem genuinely good. Yeah, yeah. So kind. Yeah. Yeah, so they uh, take the they they go to Linda and after they fess up, they go to Linda and they tell her about it and they're like, "Hey, can we have the bandaid back?" And she's like, "Ew, no, that's gross. Why?" And they're like, <laughs> "Well, you know, like those times where you say you're giving someone a bandaid and you accidentally dose them with a experimental energy patch. Yeah, it's kind of just like a military grade energy patch. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that." <laughs> Um, and so their punishment is that they basically have to babysit uh, Linda. Right. There's also a scene where Linda, like after she's had the patch removed, is like, like crying, like holding an everything bagel. <laughs> and Lemon Phil walk by, and they're like, "Hey, what's Linda's crying? What's going on with her?" And Phil is like, uh, "Maybe we shouldn't." get involved or whatever and Lem is like yeah but I mean she's crying and we like her so maybe we should see what's up <laughs> and indeed um, at home like they they had to bring her like home and monitor her outside of work but the thing that she was crying about at work was that uh, the holding an everything bagel the plight of the she's like the plight of the Jewish people <laughs> After all they've been through, they've still given us the the most perfect creation ever. The energy uh, or the uh, the everything bagel. It's everything you want in bagel form. <laughs> I had to explain that joke um, because um, I was my partner had seen me watching part of it. Yeah, and I made a, a everything bagel joke, ripping <laughs> off the show. Nice, actually, right? It's everything you could ever want in bagel form. <laughs> and the the plight of the Jews thing and the everything you could ever want. And I had to explain the the bread making of the ancient Yeah. <laughs> I, when you have to explain a joke, it's not funny. And thank God that the show never feels like again, another thing that the show does properly. It doesn't explain itself. No. Uh, there's also a bunch of like P uh, another thing I like about the show, there's a bunch of PSAs for Viridian Dynamics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I like that. Uh and like they're they're like presented as like corporate PSAs that are like really happy and upbeat, but they're like if you pay close attention to them, they're actually the messages are actually kind of sinister a lot of the time. They're dark. It's almost like uh like the Fallout video game series. Yeah. Oh, in it and it's like humor. 
right? Yeah. Or they're they're actually kind of dark. Um, or like old um anti uh communist like Cold War PSAs. They're almost like propaganda ish. So I like uh, that. Yeah. So uh, Ted is, spends the, the rest of the episode trying to buy back all the wrapping paper that he sold to people. Right. And to lose. To, and so, so Rose could lose. And people are like, oh, well, uh, why? And he comes up with a bunch of excuses for why. Like, oh, it's hazard, hazardous to your health or whatever. Lead-lined and blah, blah. One of them is that you can, if you hold it up to light, you can see Santa's penis. <laughs> randomly and that shows that he's so good at bullshitting yeah he can just dead face like lie to people to to like get what he wants and so um, ted and ted is like oh and another thing that ted does in this show is and this is a very 2000s thing like he he will address the audience he'll look at the camera and like talk to the audience it's very that's like, so nonchalant mid- that I, I don't even really i never even thought about it yeah it's so it, it's a it's a very like office style, like mid to late two thousands trend in comedies. Um, so he tells us the audience that uh, he was able to buy, I think, like ninety percent of the wrapping paper back. He's like the uh, and the other ten percent were willing to risk certain death just to see Santa's junk. <laughs> As he walks by, you see a bunch of employees holding wrapping paper up to a light. And the camera doesn't even focus on that. It's just like something that's going on in the background, which is humor. I really appreciate. You know what? I didn't catch that. <laughs> so that that I like that a lot. But Veronica has become hyper competitive and doesn't had, want to lose anyway. Doesn't want to lose anyway. And she tells Ted about this and she goes around like upping her sales game and up upping her sales game and selling even more wrapping paper than before and lemon phil uh their punishment for dosing linda is they have to babysit her and so at her they go back to her place and linda is like hey guys i made cookies hey it's really fun having a sleepover and phil is like well we uh, we, we're told we have to uh babysit you and we you know we tried to do this at my place but you bit me (laughs) is it her place it's her place yeah. right yeah um and you 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 bet me <laughs> and, so and she then puts, they're like eating the cookies <laughs> they're eating the cookies and uh complaining about how inedible they are and he's like just shut up pretend that they're good he's like but they're not yeah. why would i pretend that they're good and it, lem is like that the, uh, these cookies are because Linda, it, like her mood swing, like immediately goes from being like happy, hey, sleepover, and they're like, hey, you just made cookies, and she's like, eat them, angrily. <laughs> and Lem mm. is like, Lem is like, I don't know if I can uh, eat another one of these cookies, and Phil is just like, just eat it, eat it, eat it, eat the cookie, <laughs> just eat it, eat it. <laughs> and so that's the dynamic. I like that they're their own characters, but instead of being a socially awkward one and then an autistic one big bang yeah. theory yep they are both just awkward and they kind of help each other there's not like a normal one but he's short and like has glasses and he's socially awkward and then there's like a normalish looking one but he's uh, neurodivergent and no, these are just two dudes 
they're two dudes who are both awkward but in different ways and they kind of help each other through social that's, situations that's what i mean and they help each other through the social social um engagements that they have rather than one telling another one that he's being weird all the time and i yeah. i i really appreciate that so uh ted ends up having uh dinner with the general oh and earlier ted uh had mentioned he's like uh if he if the general tries to do the lady in the tramp thing again i'm out <laughs> he's having right, dinner with because the... he loses to because he loses to veronica yeah veronica and that was the bet but at that, that point had. he doesn't even that, he doesn't that... even like care he's like you know what yeah, okay yeah that, and he goes that... to dinner with the general he goes to dinner with the general um, and the general is like, yeah, I think we can go uh, an additional 10 cents per unit. And Ted's like, really? That's great. And the right. Because like, he awkwardly brings up, hey, we're running like we're, we're nearing the budget for like these units. It's not like really working. And I hate to do this to you, but oh, no, 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 no problem for for somebody as as cute as as you. Blah, blah, You're a handsome blah, man, right? Ted. Right. And I don't not. know how to say this, so I'm just gonna say it. You're a handsome man, <laughs> Ted. Don't know how. I uh, don't know if that's inappropriate or not. Uh, people uh, get so oh, uptight man. these days. <laughs> so uptight these days, and I'm like, I like this because it's putting a hat on, like that very inappropriate, like right. workplace, regardless of gender or sexuality. That yeah. boomer kind of well, don't know if this is inappropriate, but people are so damn sensitive these days, right? And I'm like, <laughs> it's poking I, fun. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. Right. Um, and then something like clicks because I can't remember the general said something mm. about it. Do you, do you remember? Do you recall like the the <gasps> eureka moment where they decide to okay so the eureka moment is he manages to convince and it's kind of resolved off screen in one of those psas but the general and ted something one of them says or their predicament that they're in uh throughout dinner results in you know what like people are afraid of americans dropping things out of planes over them so how do we get <laughs> wrap them in wrapping paper I it's like presents this. dropping on them so how do we get the like you know the populations to come and like accept these and and to show our, our good faith wrap them in like wrapping paper and show that we're friendly it's the wrapping paper uh he he sells wrapping paper for the on behalf of the girl in the wheelchair of the wheelchair girl so the military ends up buying like five thousand rolls of wrapping paper like five million units of like <laughs> wrapping paper and then he because um he was going to win because veronica was like selling it this is what i mean about two what i meant earlier about two subplots actually like cleverly converging together that's like that's great it, it's great writing in my opinion and then um the finale i find is kind of like humorous a great outro there's no wind down yeah. at the end of this show he's like he's they're going to work again they're going up in a uh, elevator or something like that and he's all like well technically i sold more units than you so i won and veronica was like no i won because we were supposed to sell uh units for your daughter because you I went did. to I convince you to go to dinner with the general and Ted's like, that's not what we were. And, the was... over. and she's like, 
wasn't it though? Basically. <laughs> and he's like, not really. And she's like, I won. I, I'm kind of with Veronica on this. Like what she wanted was the units sold and for Ted, for Ted to go to dinner with the general and to sell these units at a higher price, which is what because he did. Ultimately, she didn't have to go to dinner yeah. with him. And that's what they were competing over to do anyway. So yeah. technically she won, even though she, even though she lost the wrapping paper competition. And I'm like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which she yeah. refers to as toilet paper at one point, and Ted is like wrapping paper. She's like, it's not my fault, Ted, that I don't listen to you. <laughs> right, like it's, it's just <laughs> so, about numbers. Oh, she goes on to a bunch of tech bros in the episode. Yeah. And talks to them as if she's selling them stock. Like how much more, like stocks. Derivatives, like how much yeah. more <laughs> Derivatives. How much more valuable this is going to be once like christmas comes around you buy and... people's wrapping paper debt <laughs> oh right. yeah <laughs> so funny uh so at the end of the episode uh linda goes down to Lemonville, back down to Lemonville. so the episode actually ends where it starts uh in yep. Lemonville's yep. lab uh so linda goes down there and she's like hey guys uh my back has been really itchy since since you guys dosed me and they're like well can you, you know, take a look at it and they're like, well, better than being crazy, like very flippantly. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I don't know. I just maybe I should talk to a doctor or or a lawyer or something. And Lem is yeah, like, you know, as, what? let's let's have a look as two scientists with a with very little money. We suggest that you don't talk to a lawyer. <laughs> Our professional opinion is that you don't talk to a lawyer. <laughs> and, um, you know, she uh, takes down. The back of her like shirt or like exposes her like her lady back her lady back um and uh she's got feathers feathers and lemon phil freak out and they're whispering they're like feathers feathers she's like what Shh. what like, what feathers chicken lady chicken lady <laughs> and she turns around and is like uh uh after their I, freak out she's like she I lets can't. it she lets it boil for a minute yeah. or so and she's like, I, I can't be a chicken lady. There's so much, so many things I want to do with my life, like get married and have uh, children and uh, glue feathers to my back to convince idiots to show, teach idiot scientists a lesson about dosing someone. About and, drugging someone while they're at work. And uh, Phil is like, you can still do all of those things. Oh, wait. No, you can still do all of those things. You have your whole life ahead of. Oh, wait. And the, the last shot is uh, like her walking away with uh, talking about how like basically how fucked up and crazy Viridian Dynamics is as she herself like dusts like feathers off down of her the back. hallway past all of these other employees. And she's like, wow, everybody's a freak here. But she's yeah. like itching her back and like feathers are flying out everywhere and everyone's like stopping and like looking at her. And that that that's some fun, ironic humor right there. I, I like that. So that was uh, episode five of uh, of uh, Better Off Ted. Um, Cal, you just caught a random episode of Better Off Ted. Would you tune in next week? I would tune in next week. And in fact, um, actually, just going to start from the beginning. Like I'm sweet. Actually, going to check out the the series. Oh, something I I forgot to mention. Uh, oh, and I, I obviously I've been gushing about this show. I watched through it like multiple times. Obviously, I would tune in next week. And in fact, I've been rewatching it lately <laughs> since we've been talking about it um 
one day uh about five years after i discovered this show i was walking down the street in victoria like walking home and i happened across a box on someone's front lawn that said free and it was a box of like dvds and random dvds and blu-rays what i found was a still sealed copy of the first season of better off ted on dvd and i'm like holy shit like i fucking love this show (laughs) what this is like some weird very weird like bit of happenstance here and i still have that dvd to this day yeah it was uh i was yeah i was walking from like uh tillicum to uptown and uh just one of the houses past the this is local talk people but just one of the houses past run along now local talk one of the houses like when you're going from Tillicum and then like you pass like a 7-Eleven and then turn left and there's that kind of windy road where you pass the park um I used to live on one of those uh side streets there Whittier and so we me and a friend were walking from Tillicum Mall to my house and so we were on that like windy road that goes toward uptown oh yeah 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 yeah. and uh yeah there was just on someone's front lawn there was a box that said free and it there was a sealed copy of better off ted season one in there it was meant for you it it was like it's it was a crazy fate, coincidence fate has spoken so anyway that unanimous was unanimous anyway that was episode uh, 66 of the laser comb podcast best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash laser comb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b we're at the single five dollar gary tier you get a whole bunch of cool stuff uh, including our uh patreon exclusive podcast the super laser comb patreon super show which we just recorded a new episode of finally right before uh doing this so if you want to basically us be bsing shooting shit talking about this that and the other yeah news international news and uh more personal stuff news items personal stuff i actually name drop like a place i used to work at for the i think the first time ever on we in like front of a microphone almost crying we were laughing what was it oh we were dunking on like elon and like making fucking jokes about him oh and uh, and uh gen z adopting fake british <laughs> accents <laughs> on tiktok <laughs> uh anyway so patreon.com slash laser follow me on twitter at laser uh spelled the same way cal where can people find you Find me uh, on TikTok or Twitter, uh, NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, we'll be back next time with episode 67 of the Lasercom Podcast, where we're going to be talking about community. And uh, to figure out which episode we're going to talk about, I'm searching for things. I'm doing, I'm doing a Bing. I'm doing a Bing search. We're doing a Bing, folks. Doing a bing. Uh, there are 110 episodes of Community overall, so heading to the old trusty random number generator, which I wonder if screen share works again. Let's try it. Um, share. Is it working? Yeah. It's actually working. Choo-choo um six seasons in a movie six seasons in a movie so one random number between one and 110 and here we go 79 uh this is one of the later ones no you know what it's in the season that dan Harmon after dan Harmon was fired so i'm re-rolling
<laughs> I don't Sorry, care. folks. We we we're we're not we're not doing it. Um Ah, the fucking share screen bar is uh obstructing the tab. You know what? Let's just review the episode that we were talking about earlier. Oh, there we go. Yeah. What we're we're going to do the uh, multi-dimensional uh, uh, paradigm episode. Parad we will figure out which we'll, we'll paradigm. Fi we'll figure out which paradigms of human memory, maybe? Perhaps? Well, is the episode... Oh, it's a that's a clip. Show. I don't know. Whatever, we'll figure it out. It's the uh, the the multi-dimensional one. The dice, the dice yeah. episode. Yeah, the dice episode. Anyway, we'll be back uh, next time with that. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts, and I'm Neo Cal. Thanks for listening. We will um, Ted you next time. We'll uh, do we'll, beast we'll mode. <laughs> we'll drop a hypodermic needle in your shoulder in in your lady shoulder next time wrapped with <laughs> gift wrapping 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 <laughs> for <Perfect. laughs> <Bye -bye. laughs>